Right, okay. We are in Leeds City Centre Church. City Evangelical Church in Leeds for this special 20 Schemes podcast roadshow. We have scraped the barrel, and I mean we scraped the barrel. We couldn't get anyone. So we looked under the barrel, not a person. So we basically wandered the streets uh, in the red light district, and we found a couple of gentlemen, which I brought in to talk to us. Am I allowed to say that? Somebody at the door. So we found these guys talk about our, uh, my new book, uh, which is coming out in November at some point. I have no idea when it is. Uh, the Least, The Last, The Lost. Uh, and there's another little bit of subtitle, which I can't quite remember. Something to do with poverty in the church. Um, you boys have read it, right? Ian, I know you think it's probably the best thing you've read. It is. Since War and Peace. It's, it's, to be honest, it's the only thing I've read. I've read yeah, okay, yeah. brilliant. Uh, you've read a bit of it? Yeah, Graham? I read, yeah, all but the last chapter, I think. Did you? You didn't read the last chapter? That's the best bit. I'll that's, get there, mate. I'll get that's there. when we all I read like, slow. live happily ever after. And we <laughs> like, there's a, a real love story. When at the they said like us all the money. <laughs> so, at least last lot. So, in all seriousness then, uh, Ian, because you were like uh, helpful to me, giving me feedback, and you wrote some stuff for it as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So what did you write? Uh, this is the best book I've ever read, <laughs> apart from War and Peace. <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. good. No, but you 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 made a, you made a contribution. Yeah, I uh, uh, shared my experience of what it's like to be working class. Uh, what does it mean to be working class? And then I shared my experience of the struggles of planting the church in a working class area without any outside support. And not just a working class area, because Middlesbrough, by every uh, demographic we've researched over the last two years, is just. Mm. It's just crap, in it, bud? Yeah, the most deprived town yeah. in the country. Deprived town, deprived street. I mean, yeah. it's like... Everything. The most children are being abused. I mean, mm-hmm. I, we, we, I think we... Um, there's a serious research part of the book, which will, will, which will be online. Everybody who buys a copy of the book will be able to uh, mm. uh, gain access to our online research from around the UK. Mm. But um, research, use seven different research um, institutions and categories, mm. blah, 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 blah. But Middlesbrough, far and away, yeah, has uh, got the biggest problem. So you, you did, you, you did a bit of a, you did a chapter on what it means to be working class. Mm-hmm. I did a bit. You didn't talk about tripe though. Did you not have tripe growing up? No, 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 we didn't have tripe. You know what tripe is? Yeah, I know what tripe is. The dog used to have it, but it used to stink. What is yeah. tripe? It's just like the, the 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 crap off the cow or the dog. It's the lining of the stomach or something. Is it? Because we used to have like a bucket that. under the yeah the thing. But it's I used to like we used to have a bucket a lot. Do you know the old deep. Chip fat fryers. Yeah. Well, they won't throw the fat out, you know, the dirty fat. You just put it in a bucket under the sink. And then mucky dip. fat? Oh, you can't beat mucky fat. But with the crunchy bits, oh. and then you would just dip your bread in and Gorgeous. eat it. Is that just a northern thing? I don't know. Is that yeah, the probably... crunchy bits in our chips. The best bits was on the, like, the crunchy bits on your chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what happened like was in a the fryer, they'd fall off and they'd yeah. get stuck in the lard, and so you'd, yeah. you'd save it. This is important nutritional stuff. Yeah. If Jamie Oliver's watching it, forget your turkey twizzlers, mate. <laughs> bucket of lard under the under the sink, a few crispy bits in, on a bit of bread, you can't crack it. Am I right? That's what it means to be working class. Yeah. Sugar bread. Sugar bread. Margarine. Good. A sprinkle of sugar on Did you have sugar bread, Graham? No, we didn't have that, mate. You were poor, were you? Could you afford butter? Yeah, we could. We had, we had uh, margarine. Wow. Yeah. The dreams I had of yeah. margarine as a kid. Right, anyway, let's get serious about this book, boys. <laughs> 
I don't know what he's going to do with it. You can start using this bit now, Pete. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a serious book, right? I mean, it's basically my life's work, 20-odd years of being a Christian in the UK church in England and some of the battles we face uh, as working-class people. I, the, the first section of the book is very, like, a lot of research history. Where did council, where do we, how do we, where did council estates come from? Where did housing schemes come from? How have we got to this situation with um, uh, social housing? And, and social issues. The second part of the book is more, uh, there's, lots, well, there's a few chapters about what does it mean to be poor? What does being poor feel like? What does it mean to be working class? Uh, how do people on working class estates think? Because there's very different demographics on estates. And then you've got the Bible and poverty. And then there's the a section on uh, what I think are the main problems in the UK church today and why they're not effective at reaching our communities. And then obviously then then, uh, uh, th then there's some solutions. So, uh, I know, I know, I know you, you read it and, and, and given some feedback on it. Any standout things for you? Or I think for me, the big thing were like, um, that, that thing about a lot of middle-class people see poverty in terms of, uh, it's all about financial. Yeah. You know, who's got more money or whatever, but, uh, it were about opportunity. What, what it's about poverty of opportunity, people yeah. having the opportunity to, to, to education or yeah. to funding or to whatever um and cultural and, capital social capital yeah, that, totally. that little section and that, yeah on all that and then just the culture thing as well that often classes as much about culture as what else yeah 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 it's like what you know it's like just i was thinking this on saturday night we went to a pub quiz and it was like no pub quiz that anybody in our church had ever been to you know, it was just a normal old school it's not a working men's club but that kind of old school yeah, 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 working yeah. man's bingo you know, et cetera, et cetera. Did you get a oh, we, cold we, chicken we, for a line? Oh, mate, it was cracking. Not a line, but a yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, 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 won, uh, we won some beer, some pims. Oh, yes. I didn't, I didn't tell you. And that you got for the yeah. ladies, yeah. One for the ladies. A fruit-based yeah. drink for the ladies. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, 60 quid in open box. It was right now. Paid for itself. No, good. But, yeah, it made me think that, that like, a lot of people in the UK church just wouldn't have a clue what to do with that. Whereas uh, a pub quiz night. But conversely, a lot of lads and men and women who were absolutely at home in that environment would be absolutely freaked out walking into most churches on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. You know? yeah, and that's what I thought because I, I, this, this cultural thing about classes is... Because in the morning, I'd read with the lads, John Benton's book about, like, um, for most people, walking into a, um, a church is like most Christians walking into a bookies. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, and it just struck me that like, we were really comfortable in that, but I know a lot of people in our church just wouldn't have got it at all yeah, and would no. have really struggled. And, and I think that cultural thing, again, comes through in book. I think Total Church made that same point yeah. years ago before. Yeah. What about you, Ian? I know you read a part of the book as well, but you were quite... You thought it was in, some of it, at least, was in, is important to say, right? Yeah. For me, I found it weirdly emotional. Uh, but then you find everything weirdly emotional. <laughs> I mean, is there anything you don't find emotional? Yeah, in? yeah. But it, it was just reflecting on uh, my past life, what, what it means to be working class, hearing other people's stories. Uh, there's some great testimonies in there. So I come from a guy who came from a broken home, but it was a loving home and it was secure. Yeah. And, and, and I struggle and I feel it's easy to feel sorry for yourself, like you're the only one who's had yeah, it hard. Yeah, yeah. But then hearing these stories, of especially some of the women who have contributed to it and thinking, flipping heck, I don't even know I'm born. So again, seeing 
being reminded that I only have one experience on a council estate. There's many experiences. Yeah, yeah. What's it like for a working man who's worked all his life to live on a council estate, living next door to who tends his garden and looks after his garden, yeah, living yeah, next yeah. door to a drug addict who's burning stuff, <laughs> set ease in his front garden. So it, it was just a reminder that you can't, the working class or poor, it doesn't describe fully what it's like to be somebody yeah. uh, from our culture. Because my, one of my points was, and one of the things I tried to do in the book was to sort of categorize in the right way, in a sort mm. of missiological way, like what kind of people live on council estates. Mm. And actually, what, when you say the word working class and what most UK people would deem as historic, historic working class, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're a small minority. And mm. there's actually very many other groups of people yeah, yeah. who, and I don't think particularly the, the UK church understands the different levels or uh, cultural levels happening. Like my experience of working of, on, on an estate, it's not your experience. No, no. We, were, we were basically the bottom feeders. I mean, yeah. working class people to us, a guy who worked down the pit, yeah, you know, went down to the miners to have a pint and looked at, and I mean, they were like, you aspire to that from my from my end of the scheme. And this is why the church miss out on evangelism and and reaching people from our context because they put on stuff for the bottom feeders, cap, yeah, food banks, yeah, yeah. yeah. They look at statistics and go, oh, twenty five people are twenty five percent of people are unemployed. Yeah, we're going to have to do something. Yeah, Forget yeah, yeah. the seventy five percent that aren't. Yeah. The, the the misread poverty, the misread poor, the misread yeah. the community because they look at what they would find the most hardest to live with and try and reach that people. But leaving yeah. people like my mum who was putting herself through college to become a nurse by yeah, living yeah. on a council estate or yeah. the man who loves his house. He's, he was yeah. born in that house the and doesn't want to leave. The, the, all the guys. Yeah. Well, it's, it's things like as well, like, I mean, you've both been to our town. It's like, it's not like one big council estate. No, it's exactly. like council houses and then there's 600 grand houses next yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. And then there's some, you yeah. know. Very like Edinburgh, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Just just everything. Everybody's mixing together. Yeah. So you can't say, oh, we're just going to reach all the working class people. Or we're just going to yeah. reach the posh people. You've got to reach everybody. And, and that all that, as, those, as all those cultures interact with each other, yeah. that's when, you know, because in the world, they don't, you know. Yeah. They drive off to Leeds, the posh folks. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, they leave town to... To, to other but in the church yeah. we've got to work and somehow somehow integrate all of that and so it's it's getting that there's different experiences of working class there's different experiences of what it means to live on an estate or uh, live in a housing association you know yeah. round back of our house they're all housing association but yeah. they won't they won't call themselves a council estate no but it's also understanding this like a lot not everyone because obviously i aspire to get off a council estate but not off the estate just to get away from my life yeah but a lot of people don't aspire. This is a lot, I talk to a lot of middle-class people, like the guy who's a spark here is out plastering or whatever, the nurse, whatever, the people who are looking after you know, middle-class people's elderly families in homes. <laughs> the people who disparage estates, these same people love the estate. And actually, why would they aspire to, it's not like they don't want more money for their job, but they've never aspired to, I need to get up the career ladder so I can get, a, you know, get somewhere and get out of here. Now, obviously there's a, minority who want to do that because their experience is different. But I think what happens is, uh, particularly middle-class evangelicals, they look at an estate, they just categorize everybody, and it's just like this, when they do evangelism and they don't really do it very well, um, they don't understand the multi-layers. And one of the reasons I wrote the book was to help people from an insider's perspective understand there's, there's layers to this. Well, I think one of the huge things that 
keeps people like us out of the churches, what the church is communicating by putting on a cap, by yeah. putting on a food bank, yeah, yeah, yeah. by helping addicts, yeah. because that is the only thing they're seen as doing. So working class people who live near me come to me and say, can you help my friend? She's a druggie or she's yeah. an alcoholic. They don't come to me and say, can you teach me about the God? They see us as a social service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Merely there to help people who are less yeah. fortunate than, than yeah. the rest of the community. But also... Uh, what they do as well is they'll they'll get in touch with me and say I've got an old sofa. <laughs> do you know anybody who wants it? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the see us as like like putting on jumble sales or yeah, yeah. Uh, just helping people well, with no, their here's practical our needs. Crap. Yeah, we'll you know we'll be generous and give it to people who we think you know mm. can have our crap. And I'm like people don't want your crap. Why don't you give them your best stuff yeah. instead of your worst mm. stuff? So yeah, it is interesting. One of the criticisms I get, and I know others get it too, is that. People, well, somebody, a lot of people have said to me, well, you're very good at telling us what we're doing wrong, <laughs> but how about some constructive criticism yeah. how to do it right? And I think someone said to me, try and explain the book to me um, like in a minute. And I'm like, it's, it's very hard to explain the book because I know I write like not in a normal way sometimes, you know, like the abuse book and my testimony book. And this book isn't probably what people expect it's going to be. Yeah. Are they? It's very... There's a lot of statistics, some history. There's a lots of personal testimony. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some biblical theology in there, and then there's some practical mm -hmm. um, tips for how I think um, we can make at least try and change to make things better. I'm not sure how many people will take the advice on board, mm -hmm. but it's but it's there. I mean, well, brother, it's it's the first book I've read that comes at it from all angles mm. so you've got the kid off the council estate who's grew up there the pastor on a council estate who's working class the pastor yeah. who's middle class but faces similar but different struggles to the yeah, working class yeah. pastor the funders the yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the network leaders that everyone we're kind of saying look he's here are the different areas because it's not just the pastors on the ground struggling the funders don't know where to send the money yeah, so yeah. there's helpful advice well, they're often christians giving it to horrific things that aren't helping us yeah yeah can give it to Spen Valley Church. That'd be a great idea. Right, little advert there. Quick, <laughs> do a quick one. Spen yeah. Valley Church. Spen Valley Church in Cleckheaton. Yeah. Tiny team. Not enough money. We yeah. need it. Seventeen thousand people. Never heard the gospel in their lives. Yeah. Send us some money right. and people. As we all know, people from working class communities waste money. So don't don't bother. <laughs> My mum and dad were teachers, so I'm middle class. Oh, all right then. So he's middle <laughs> class. So he'll look after the money. Yeah, yeah. He'll just spend it on cappuccinos instead of crack. So no, no mate. Coffee should be drunk black. There you go. Racist too. <laughs> Good job editing that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you wanted like, uh, my, my worry is with the book is, I think people say, you're just preaching, people are saying, well, you just preach to the choir. I'm like, well, it's a very small choir yeah. if you're telling me that. And my worry is that people are, are just going to think, oh, it's just going to be a run and a, and a, just attacking us and blah, 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 blah. But, how, what, what would you say to encourage people? Uh, uh, you said, like, obviously, middle class or whatever. I would, I, yeah, I don't, is, like, I don't yeah. like admitting that, but yeah. But the problem is, with Yorkshire accent, is it doesn't matter. You could be the poshest person in Yorkshire, but you just sound rough, so it's good. Yeah. So Yorkshire's exempt best. from class. <laughs> hey. so, but my point is, what, what, how would you encourage people who are thinking, is it going to be just a rant at me? I don't, you see, I don't think it is, um, because... I think that's one of the benefits of like laying out at the beginning like you do. Like here's the history. 
yeah. because you know i mean my background's a historian and it's like that that's why it's so vital that's why people don't get class because yeah. when i talk to a lot of middle class people about class like you say oh my, well my dad used to be a a farmer yeah, and yeah, he used yeah. to do this or that and the other it's like well that's not what we're talking about it's changed a lot since then and i think that the statistics and that that kind of pattern of what classes and how estates and schemes and working class towns like ours work yeah like yeah. really helps people i think to get a new view of, of of what we're talking about hopefully but then i think like you say it's not just a here's 20 things you're doing wrong it might be here's five things you're doing wrong but yeah. here's 20 things you can do right yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think I think that practical kind of thing is great. And the other thing is, like Ian said, you've got lots of different voices in there. So like you wrote that bit about training, and then there's like Matt Reeves saying, "Here's here's where yeah. I agree and disagree." Yeah, and yeah. I think people come to being surprised that it's not just your voice; it's yeah. lots of different other voices as well. And I think that that's a real benefit. But obviously, Matt Reeves is wrong. Well, Mike's watching <laughs> about that. Not just about everything. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just to be just to be clear, keep this in. I love Mike Reese. He's a good man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And for me, me and you, Mez, uh, have been banging on about the problem uh, in the church not reaching the working class for a long time. You've been doing it a lot longer than me. And we did the, a gospel and class conference, and afterwards, a few people came up to me and said, "Look, we know there's a problem, and we want to make a difference. We just don't know how. Sometimes we feel like." Uh, we want to help, but everyone's just having a go at me and make me feel bad. So I think what this book does is uh, show, shows there's a problem, why there's a problem, because until we understand why the problem exists, we can't solve it. Yeah, yeah. So it's explaining why there's a problem. This is how people feel. This is the obstacles that people are facing. But also, this is how you can help make a difference. And it's saying, look, we want to work with you. We need you. We don't want an exclusive or divisive church. We want a unified church yeah. where... Uh, middle class, working class, poor, uh, unemployed, working people come together to to fix a problem so that we see that Ephesians free church, isn't it? But it's interesting because I quote um, Lloyd-Jones from 40-odd mm. years ago. It was quite an extensive quote where yeah. Lloyd-Jones says, we're failing the working class. Yeah. We're too middle class. Quote Roy, um, is it, is, is it um, Joslyn? Mm. Roy Joslin, Urban Harvest, which was written like 40-something years ago. Mm. And it's interesting that <clears throat> often middle-class Christians will read those quotes or hear those quotes and think, oh, yeah, that, that's really challenging. And yet they seem, for some reason, if I say it mm. or you say it or someone with a mm. working-class voice say it, they immediately go, mm. you're exaggerating the problem, you're exaggerating the issue. I mean, I mean, boys, what do we think all that's about? Again, it's... I, I can feel the same when people talk about white privilege and the struggle of the African-Americans within the churches and black people in the UK. And my first reaction is, hang on, I struggle too. And I want to defend myself instead of actually listening yeah. to what the black community have to say about yeah. the struggles. Because the first thing we need to do is just shut up and listen. I have to do it because I, my first reaction is, if ever I feel criticised, is to become defensive. Yeah. And I think in a similar way to how we have to uh, acknowledge the struggles of people of different ethnicities. Uh, the church has to acknowledge the struggles of different classes as well and, yeah. and the different struggles that they have. And again, I think what we're saying is we don't want handouts. We want uh, yeah, yeah. equality and equity. We want to be 
involved in making decisions in leadership in training because if you're just giving us handouts and thinking that's job done then yeah, nothing's yeah. going to change is it yeah yeah i mean i think i think part of it is um it's almost lost in translation so i mean it's <laughs> probably been said on this podcast millions of times before hasn't it but you know the 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 middle class guy will will tell you all the nice things and 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 cloak the any criticisms in in so many caveats and that yeah so you don't feel offensive whereas i guess culture you know like you say yorkshire culture or working class culture it's just you get what you you get what you're given and i think people so used to hearing the caveats and that it's not your fault it's not your fault that think, rather yeah. than the message they hear just a brutal I think that's guy. one of the points i make on evangelism it's like people come to one of our churches and they're like often amazed they often say you sound rude to people you're like yeah you're going to hell unless you repent they're like we would never dream of saying that in you know our churches i'm like no but you're in our church now and this is our culture and one of the reasons why that may sound jarring to you is because there are no people who speak like us look like us and talk like us who can be sharpened by you guys and learn to have a bit more you know maybe speak a little less roughly but gently but also that oh, you can I learn know. from our directness yeah. that you know, people are going to hell and they need the gospel and i think what happens is that's why that the, the church is just miles and miles away so our guys will go into a church and think here are a three-point sermon which everybody in the thing think wonderfully crafted well spoken well said and the guy sitting there is thinking the marketing is going couldn't tell you a word that that guy's just said well understand. i had that experience a while back we, we went to church and and the guy preached a sermon everyone's mm, mm. yeah i sat down with my lad afterwards he's a bright lad you know 13 years old he said <laughs> being him typically he said it at the top of his voice as we're standing up for the last hymn he says dad i didn't understand a word of that yeah. he says i couldn't tell what you're on about you know yeah. and he's you know do, does well at school and stuff and and if he can't understand a word of it you know what why would why is it a great sermon yeah yeah you know He's, he's not even saying, oh, I didn't understand some of those words or some of those concepts. He's like, I, I don't get what he's on yeah. about. Because it's just also be clear that, Yeah, the clear, the, you know, we're not, the book doesn't attack sermons and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because actually, one of the chapter is why the poor need expository ministry. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Rigorous ministry, theologically solid, doctrinally uh, rigorous as well. Um, yeah, so, so again, I think what the church in the UK need to learn from is the mistakes that, the church have made in the US with African-Americans and other uh, ethnicities. And that is, it's explained in the book, I mentioned something when I'm talking about funding. We've The reason we're not seeing change is the working class are fighting against each other in the church because yeah, yeah. it's divide and conquer. The, 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 the black community in the US were united when they were all poor yeah. and all suffering during yeah. the civil rights movement. They fought together and they were forced to be wrecked with as soon as a few little changes were made, some got more wealthy, yeah, some yeah. become more educated, yeah. and then the, the community wasn't as strong and they stopped fighting together. Yeah. And they were fighting against each other and it became yeah. in, 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 in someone's common interest to, to, to uh, neglect the people who they were fighting alongside. And in a similar way, we've been fighting over scraps for yeah. years. Yeah. So we're withholding information from other pastors, yeah. uh, not because we want to, but because we're frightened of losing out. And, yeah. and I think what, that book will show is that 
we are now seeing a group of people in a similar type of ministry finally uniting together yeah. and working for the common cause. Yeah. We're saying, come and join us in this common cause. We want, we don't want to exclude people. Yeah. Yeah. We've been excluded. We're starting something new. Come and join us because we will be stronger together. I think one of the issues financially has been as well is there's so many of us in the States and we're fighting over so, so little resources. Mm -hmm. And what's frustrating for those of us, particularly who are working class, or I'm, I'm, as I say in the book, I'm not even, I'm not working class, I'm a bottom feeder. Uh, you know, my dad was working class, but my point is that we go to these places for money and handouts, and we're scraping around the bottom of the barrel to get this, that, and the other, and we're all sort of, not fighting each other, but it, it's, you know, you, you're trying to get, get cash, right? And all the while, millions, millions are going into the pockets of middle-class parachurch organizations run by middle-class people who are telling the church how to best spend their money on the poor while not listening to the actual people on the ground who are saying, this isn't working. You're throwing us pennies and you're throwing millions and millions at something that is not alleviating poverty. Not that we, are, we think that anything is going to alleviate poverty until Christ comes again. But that's my point. And I think that's what they don't want to hear. Yeah. As soon as you tack the golden calf of mercy ministry, mm-hmm. everybody starts getting twitchy, don't they? Yeah. Um, and I think, again, in the book, I explain it, I think, again and again, and uh, offer uh, offer solutions. But I think, yeah, we need to uh, be more united. I mean, we're forced, actually, to be more united, aren't we, working-class guys, putting together 20 schemes in response to a complete indifference to the Scottish church, which largely still ignores 20 schemes and doesn't fund it at all. And when we're thinking about Meadows Ministries, which is going to be established soon uh, in the north of the rest of the UK, um, we've been forced into this corner mm. because uh, basically a group of us have got together and said, hang on a minute, we're all fighting for the same small slice of cake and we're getting nowhere let's come together and unite and um raise money and then we will work out as church leaders on the ground in our communities how it's best spent and how, how it's best invested and i think i'm hoping hoping that even if it doesn't cause christians institute and institutions to you know change their their giving structures i hope it at least gives people pause to think we need to think about what we're giving to and is it really effective it's, it's the power of the local church as well isn't it it's like if yeah. you know that's that's who the lord jesus left to do the work in yeah. communities right yeah. it's the local church with elders and and uh, memberships yeah. and all, all that sort of stuff um and we've we've had it so many times it's like why you're doing it all wrong like you're doing evangelism wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. And it's clear because you haven't grown. And it's yeah. like, well, we've planted a church into a new community and we're trying to contextualize for this community yeah. where there's yeah. not been a gospel life for a long time. Yeah. You're not, there's not lots of movement of people. Everybody's lived here all yeah. their life, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's about saying often the, the, the people on the ground are contextualizing for their community. Just let them get on with it, you know, and support them. But also people are bought into this worldly ideal and, you know, ministries have got to be careful about this. You go to a funder and you can get, I gave, our ministry gave 3,000 meals to 3,000 hungry people last year. And you go in the building and say, 
I've got 12 people in a council estate in Yorkshire. And over the last three years, we've probably seen a couple of converts. We've seen like more make confessions, but they've fallen away. We've lost some people. We've gained some people. We're still slogging it out though for the Lord. And we're living in that community and trying to be a gospel light. 99.9% of the time, 3,000 people getting fed a year is getting the money. Even I'm not saying that we shouldn't be, yeah. people shouldn't be getting money to be fed. But my point is that ministry is not even scratching the surface of what the local church is trying to do. And we've got to get Christians to stop yep. thinking in in worldly terms. It's like, this isn't a competition. Well, I'll, this is what causes pastors to inflate their report. Well, we've got 27 professions of faith this year. And oh, write these letters. And really on the ground, yeah, maybe they did, but only two of them have stayed. Yeah. And so people are almost trying to market themselves. Well, I mean, I remember a, a major fund that I went to said, you need to market yourself more like a parachurch than the church. And I'm like, we are in trouble. If you're telling me I've got to massage figures to get money from funders. It's not even just that. People want poverty porn as well. I've got oh, a mate yeah, yeah. who's trying to raise money for a building. And yeah. they've said, give us your worst stories. Said, yeah, because yeah, we can yeah. sell them. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, why would yeah. I make, try and make capital out of somebody's life that's proper yeah. screwed up, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's a ha so I'm hoping that the book addre addresses these issues: theological education, evangelism, discipleship, um, fundraising. Um, I can't remember all the other stuff, but women's yeah, women's yeah. ministries, and uh, how actually the local church is the answer to these issues, and how local churches can better think through how they're doing ministry, if they're doing outreach into poor communities, or how they can plant churches or revitalize churches, or how they can support guys like you and others who are everywhere. I mean, you know, everywhere I go in the world is the same story. Um, and so pick up a copy of the book. I have no idea how much it costs. I haven't got a clue. I'll tell you this, all the money goes to church planting for uh, for twenty schemes and whoever else uh, we're having to support. Is anything else, boys? Are we are we bored? I'd just say come out with an open mind, particularly if you're one of these yeah, yeah. middle class guys who've maybe not thought it through. Yeah. Don't come in looking to be offended, because I think that's a part of what we were talking about before. I think yeah. people expect to be offended. No, I think if they get they the book and start reading it, I think they'll be surprised at the approach. Yeah. It's not here's a mallet to yeah. crack you over the head with. I think. We, uh, the thing is being built up from a very, you know, I mean, the, the research behind it took two years. Um, the book has been, I, I have been working on over the last four or five years. I mean, we've taken time on this. Um, and so, uh, as I said, the book comes out and then there'll be a code people can access. England, Ireland, England, Northern Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and also we've, we've done London because it's just such a, a big thing. And they can the, the, that they can access all the stats and research there, but all the sort of ideas, critiques, and suggestions for improvement that they'll, they'll be in the book. So look out for it. Ten of those sometime in November, hopefully.